Hey, this is Dev, and you're listening to Strictly Between Us, RadioTimes.com, Strictly Come Dancing podcast. Hello, and welcome to Strictly Between Us, the Strictly Come Dancing podcast powered by RadioTimes.com. You know the drill by now, but each week we dissect the drama from the dance floor with news, interviews, and backstage gossip straight from Strictly itself. I'm Kimberly Bond, RadioTimes.com's entertainment correspondent and one of your hosts. Today I am joined by RadioTimes.com's drama editor, Eleanor Bly Griffiths. How are you doing, Eleanor? Pretty good, thanks. And we'll be looking at the scandal that was week four, and it was a week that was as up and down as Calvin Fletcher's hips, with dramatic dance transformations, a Charleston to single ladies, and a completely shocking exit as Dev Griffin bid adieu to the dance floor. Eleanor, do you think the right person went? I mean, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't have been in the dance no, off. absolutely um, not. And then my personal opinion is that between the two who did end up in the dance off, uh, he should have stayed and the Viscount Countess should have gone. I was surprised all the judges chose him. I mean, I was taken aback when I got the email in the morning and I think the whole of Twitter was taken aback when it was announced because mm-hmm. he was one of the front runners, really. Like the last few weeks, he's been like top three, top four of like the leaderboard. This week was one of his weaker weeks because he was 10th out of 13. But he, you know, he's good. Like He can actually dance. So it was a bit strange. It's a shame. It's only, you're only as good as your last dance though. Yeah. But he was a potential contender for winner. So it yeah. is a, a big shock. It was kind of shocking as well in the sense that like, I don't think anyone expected him to be in the bottom two. I mean, with I've spoken about this with Emma, but like the um, Emma Weymouth, she's quite she's not as popular as the other dancers in the sense that she hasn't got like a ready-made fan base. So are you mm. surprised that she was in the bottom two so late on in some respects? Um, there have been more obvious contenders for the bottom two so yeah. far, um, but you know, obviously. David James stepped up his game this week, so yeah. um, really she was... I was surprised that Alex wasn't in the bottom, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but she must have a have a bigger fan base. I mean, I think with... Between the two of them, like you said, you it was kind of surprising that the judges favoured her. I think... Do you think as well that she kind of was lucky in a sense she had more of an upbeat dance because I always feel like when it's she did the, what was it that she did I think it was the jive to kids in America mm-hmm. I think when she did a dance like that she obviously put her heart into it and it was quite nice to watch whilst I feel like Dev was a bit more subdued in his dance off what do you think I mean I, I'm no dance expert and I'm sure the judges saw things I didn't but to me um I thought Emma Weymouth's dance was very reserved considering the, yeah. that it was the jive. It was very, um, it didn't look like she was pouring everything in it to me, that yeah. is. Um, so I was I was surprised. Do you think the judges sometimes pick someone a bit more controversial to remain in order to kind of generate headlines? Ooh. Because <laughs> I always wonder this, because if you look at things like The X Factor back in the day, obviously not now, but if you look at like Louis Walsh, I think he, a few years ago chose to save like this awful girl band, sorry if they're listening, called the Conway Sisters over like someone who was quite a good singer. And the whole world kind of blew up about it. Do you think that it's something that Strictly judges do? I don't. Mm. I think I think on the whole they they try and be fair and obviously mm. I don't always agree with the choice that they make mm. um, but I think they're probably trying to be fair and I can't see any major advantage of keeping Emma in versus keeping versus getting rid of Dev yeah I mean I was gutted for Diane 
really yeah at the end the way she sobbed you oh. know when it was the last dance it was quite an upbeat song as well it was a song i really liked for their like final dance yeah. and then she just stood there and sobbed and the camera kind of span around them and, and just, amy like, just really legged sad. it across the floor <laughs> yeah, and just, like, threw herself on them but um yes uh i think she must have thought having him that he would be in a lot longer than he was yeah um and be quite upsetting i mean she made it to the final last year so yeah. i think it must be quite a surprise for her to crash out it's kind of like last week kevin crashed out with um annika despite always making the final yeah but by the p- time that he crashed <laughs> out he was absolutely expecting it i think for yeah. the moment it, they heard that they were in the dance-off he knew that they were going because because mm. annika bless her heart yeah was uh was was practically walking the dance so yeah oh, I just, she just didn't want to be there anymore bless her um so we're surprised it turns out everyone else is surprised because mm-hmm. so, radiotimes.com ran a poll um on twitter as soon as the exit was announced and 89 percent said the wrong couple were sent packing and oh, it, interesting. it blew up our twitter page like when i posted last night it, we got like so in total i think at the moment we have 252 comments on that post saying that it's wrong they shouldn't have left but it's kind of like a surprise in the sense that people obviously got really invested in this and the fact that 90 percent almost of people thought they should have stayed you know actually i, I also feel sorry for emma weymouth because mm. she it's not her fault that they no. saved her and um she now you know i worry there'll be a backlash against her that people will hold it against her that she stayed when they feel she shouldn't yeah um and that that will she'll struggle with that my issue with that is that i don't think either of them really should have been in the dance but particularly i think that the fact that they were there people were complaining that were there but at the same time they were there for a reason in the sense that people didn't vote for them yeah yeah which is kind of like it's free. You can do it online. It's free to vote. So I kind of feel like there there has been backlash, but at the same time, we only have ourselves to blame because we could have voted. And it is when when they have these shock results, it is a reminder that mm. you've got to vote if you if you want to have an opinion. <laughs> you've got to do it. I don't think Dev was that happy to have been voted out. No. No. <laughs> no. When he left, he said, quote, I am not going to lie. I am absolutely gutted. But learning how to dance, hanging out with Diane and the other pros and celebs, I've absolutely loved it. How, what did yeah. you make of her, his unhappy face? I think that his exit was a surprise to him as well. Yeah. Um, and he probably was genuinely having fun because he has turned out to be a fantastic dancer. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame that we won't get to see any more of him. No, I'm kind of gutted as well because I don't think his cha-cha was that bad. I think it, he did have quite a lot of rhythm in it and I think it's a shame for us to lose him really. It's yeah. kind of like Aston in uh, week four in 2017 when he left. Good memory. Yeah, I think I say this is probably obviously wrong Um, but yeah it was just really sad that he left as well because he was a favourite to win him and Jeanette and they left so early why do you think that we get so angry about this because we care so much and (laughs) and because it is that balance between it being a talent show and a popularity thing where it's you know it's not just the judges scores it's Mm. how popular they are with us yeah Um, and so yeah it's a kind of balance but yeah so there were reports in the sun newspaper that a number of people had tried to vote for dev but had failed to get through on the phone lines radiotimes.com have contacted both the bbc and the team at Shirley for comment but as we went to record we had yet to hear back a source from the bbc told the sun the phone line bo- blockages impacted all contestants equally and that mm. the likelihood of getting through was not dependent upon the celebrity fans wanted to vote for 
Again, like I said before, this doesn't sit well with me because you can always vote online. There's nothing stopping people from voting online. You can always just go online and vote. So the fact that whether they got through or not, I mean, I doubt it would have affected it in the long grand scheme of things. Yeah, and I mean, it will, as they say, it would affect everyone. Mm. There's, I can't um, see a way that it would affect one more than the other. No. Um, yes. But I, w- I, w- I would be... It's my prediction that Dev will be in the Christmas special <laughs> and that he will win it. I, yeah, I think like Dev, obviously this has kind of been a boost for him because it kind of shows how popular he was in the sense that people didn't want him to leave. And yeah. Strictly is always career He must be feeling pleased about the way that people have reacted. Mm. Um, at least that's some comfort probably this morning. So the two that kind of got away this week was Alex, who did the tango, and Will Bailey, who did the foxtrot. Mm. What do you kind of make of those two um alex is just hesitant isn't she she's just very hesitant in all her dances um and it's nice to see someone who's a complete beginner Mm. having a go um i don't think she's a natural dancer no and i would be surprised if she does go much further um but you know she's doing her best yeah it's nice to see neil have a partner yeah i think that's kind of is helping them a bit because neil has not had a partner for years this is his first time at having a partner and I think he's quite popular in the sense that people root for him so I think Mm. that will probably see them through further than maybe they and also she seems lovely yeah obviously she seems really nice as well and she does try her best which you can tell and there has been like a slight I feel like a slight improvement in her dances Mm. like she didn't she got four from Craig um this week but I do feel that that was quite harsh and Mm. I, I feel that she actually is doing quite well Mm. So I think that's probably seeing her through the fact that you can see that she's trying quite hard. I mean, we've said on this podcast before with people like James Cracknell, he looked terrified and wasn't great. He looked like he wanted to be put out of his misery and voted off. No, I mean, he just looked miserable the whole time. So I'm not surprised that he left. But I think with Alex Scott, you can tell she's really enjoying it. And she's partnered with Neil, who obviously is quite new in the sense that he's never had a proper partner before so I think that's probably seeing them quite a long way what do you think of Will Bailey why do you think he avoided the dance off despite being in 12th place um I think it helped that he was so honest about how hard he'd found it yeah um and that there's a possibly reason that he found it hard and Mm. that you know his his physical uh disability does you know have certain Mm. issues for certain kinds of dances um and I think his openness about that probably, well, it definitely endears him to me. Um, yeah. He just seems like a lovely person and like he is really pouring his heart into this. Yeah. Um, and it's so nice to see the progress that he's making. Mm. Um, but, you know, Foxtrot wasn't his dance, as he kept saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, everyone has a dance which they struggle with. His mm-hmm. was the Foxtrot. Mm-hmm. But I think... They're on the flip side of that, there's people who excel at certain dances. If we look at Karim and his tango. Oh my had, goodness. I know, he had two tens and he topped the leaderboard. What do you make of his dance? I mean, it was great, wasn't it? Yes. No, no. <laughs> I'm torn because he was the last of the night and I, I knew it was good when I was watching it. I was like, I, again, I know nothing about dance, but I knew it was a really good dance because of the way like his face was and the way he moved and obviously the judges' reactions. I just knew he was going to get a ten. But I don't know if he was better than Kelvin because that's the thing. I mm. I don't know if I'm. Just I do blinded. think the scoring was all over the place. Yeah, on I was, Saturday night. I was coming to that. The scoring this week was madness. So I think with 
Dev, I think he was potentially hinted by the fact, I think he was third up dancing, third or fourth. He was quite early on in the night, I think. And so, therefore, was he? I think so. Uh, yes, well, I've said I think that. So, yeah. um, but because of that, I think he had more of a baseline score in the sense that people couldn't really compare him to others. He only had two other dancers before him, so people couldn't, the judges couldn't really compare to later on in the night. Because if you look at things like, I don't know, if you look at Mike Bushell, he got nine and eights and stuff. Was he actually better than Dev? I'm doubtful. But I think because the judges mm. saw him later That's and saw point. more an improvement, he, they decided to be more generous in their marks. What did also you because, I mean, watching, to be honest, Dev's dance was a little boring. Um, whereas Mike and Catcher's dance was wonderful to watch. It was just like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm 100% with you. I have a weird obsession and crush with Mike Bushell. I never thought I'd ever have oh. a crush on Mike Bushell, but okay. here we are. There's something about the two of them, him and Catcher, that I don't know, I just get like big Hindu energy. <laughs> like they just seem like loads of fun. Like I'd want Mike Bushell to do his magic mic routine at my wedding if I'm honest. Wow. <laughs> because it's just it's just fun and he knows he's crap in the sense that he's kind of like whatever and therefore he just goes for it. Like he knows he's stupid sometimes with how he looks and stuff but he just goes for it like he when he whipped off his fireman's costume last week you know it wasn't half bad there no. was actually a lot of technique in there it was a very yeah. fast song he did a pretty good job i mean he did he did the quick step to come on eileen which is yeah great amazing song. i mean i think that as well i mentioned this last week i do think the song does impact you absolutely i think if you've got a good song which you can clap along to you're mm. more likely to be endeared towards that dancer and Dev and Diane danced to a Sam Smith song, which is a bit slower and a bit more subdued, yeah. which I think made them a bit... Kind up of against Kids in America, down. which I is know. a tune. <laughs> exactly. So I think when you've got a song that kind of brings the energy down, unless you are sensational, then you're not going to necessarily get the support that you may mm. well deserve. So with Karim, his tango was amazing. I think because... What was the song he did it to? Um, it was Paradise by George Ezra. See, that's like a really upbeat song. Mm. Like, So I think that like that helped him kind of get the marks he did. Mm -hmm. But whether I thought it was worth a 38, I don't know. Mm. What do you make? Because I know you enjoyed it. Maybe I was just pleased to get to the end of the night because <laughs> they are long episodes at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. And I think he is he's great as well. Just, uh, yeah. Um, I suppose you have to have a lot of energy to be a CBBS presenter. But yeah. wow, he's got a lot of energy. He was really good. And I think as well, it was even more amazing he, for him doing what he did was the fact that he had been sick throughout the week. He missed his slot on It Takes Two because he had the flu. Oh, Amy boy. had the flu. So the fact they managed to pull that off, despite mm. obviously chucking up in, in their spare time, is somewhat amazing. So I do think in some respects they deserve what they got. But at the same time, I just love Calvin so much. What do you think <laughs> of... Here's a question for you. What do you think of all the judges lusting over Calvin? So... Male objectification? <laughs> <laughs> so I... I see where they're coming from. I think if they'd done it to, I don't know, Emma Weymouth, it'd be a bit uncomfortable. Be, yeah. Um, but that was it was the rumba, and it was quite a sexy dance. So I do kind of understand that whole 
kind of fanning yourself because <laughs> I am obsessed with Kelvin I think I've made that really clear on this podcast that I am totally in love with him I hadn't noticed but um I'm kind of really jealous of Emma our news editor because she texted me last night she's like guess you just followed me on Twitter and I was like who she was like Kelvin and I was like I've interviewed Kelvin now twice and he doesn't even know who I am but to be fair half my friends don't even follow me on Twitter let alone celebrities who I fancy so I'm not that surprised but yeah I just think he was fantastic I watched that and I was just like in awe of it yeah he was very good I enjoyed um Motsi saying to her sister Oti <laughs> you know get your hands off my sister <laughs> it was a little bit kind of like yeah it was yeah. a really really full-on dance it was a really sexy dance and yes it was just nice to see a return of Calvin Fletcher's hips if I'm honest I've missed them since week one so I think if I'm honest as well that that rumba was stronger than his Charleston last week because his Charleston got two tens and topped the leaderboard. But I just thought it was a bit, as we mentioned last week, it was a bit clunky in terms of the way they, it wasn't a particularly fluid dance, especially when it came to the lifts. I think the way they kind of came out, those lifts were a little bit clunky and a little bit stilted. Mm. Whilst I think this one was a lot more fluid. And I mean, if the judges are lost for words, I feel like that alone should be worth a 10. The fact that he didn't get a single 10 and he got four nines, obviously is a great score, but isn't reflective of how I think they thought the dance was in that sense. Mm. So it's an odd one, but at the same time, it probably it possibly might work in his favour because um, a lot of people who do really well at the beginning end up mm. going out, yeah, um, or making it to the final and not winning because they're too good too soon, yeah. Um, so Kelvin's very good, but it's possibly good that he doesn't. Top the leaderboard every time. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't endear him to the public. No, it doesn't. And it does get quite boring if someone is constantly at the top because mm. you lose the will to vote for them. Like if you look at Alexandra Burke, she was fantastic. And yes. therefore you stop wanting to vote for her because you knew she'd kind of go through. Yeah. But at the same time, I just want to see more of Kelvin all the time. Like I'm obsessed with him to the point it's a little bit weird. But yeah, it was like, it was, like you said, it was a strange week for scoring because it didn't mm. seem to really work in the sense that I feel like some people were more harshly judged than others. Mm. But on that, it was a comeback week for David James, who actually did really, really well with his quick step. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he found his dance. He found his rhythm eventually. It's like week four, but he's done it. Like, he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't count on him staying up there. No. Because... Um, you know, I think it, it might, it's possibly, well, depends what he gets next week. Yeah. But he is making huge progress um, and looks like he's just loosening up a bit and enjoying it a bit more. Yeah, I think he's getting used to the swing of things a bit more, mm. I think. Because week two with his, or was it week three with his Paso Doble was quite weak. I think it was week two. It wasn't the strongest Paso Doble. It's got one of the worst marks that Shirley ever saw. So mm. that transformation for him to be, you know, fairly like he was eighth place on the leaderboard with 28 mm-hmm. it was amazing to see yeah. someone come on and that's kind of what Shirley's about that kind of journey yeah. because before he was just consistently bad and now he's kind of really come into himself which is I would argue is a bit more interesting than seeing someone like Karim or Kelvin constantly top the leaderboard yes absolutely yeah um and how about Emma and Anton that was a emotional dance yeah I think she was she was good. She it was it was an interesting song, sending the clowns. Mm. But I think it was quite yeah. She got quite emotional because she dedicated it to her nan. I think at the end, which was nice. 
because I know that Saffron did that as well. Yes, yeah. But yeah, she got very emotional and it was quite a serene dance. She came, she was third on the leaderboard. I think this is the highest she's been and she got her highest score, 35. So I think she's really coming into herself as quite a contender, mm. especially because before, and I, with Anton having consistently had duffers for years, yep. him to actually get a fairly good dance was quite nice. Yeah. And with quite favoured professionals like Kevin, having now gone and now Diane's gone. I think this stands in a real good stead of getting to the final. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think she has been very good and um, they're a kind of charismatic couple, mm. as it were. Um, and yeah, potential and final material. Mm. And uh, yeah, um, it was. It felt like a week of everyone's nans though. Like yeah. everyone was getting their family out, which yeah. is no, you, there's a certain stage in the competition where it's like bring in the small children and the elderly yeah. people. I think I did find it sweet. I know Saffron's contemporary dance was dedicated to her nan, which I thought was really sweet, especially when her nan was in the audience and like cried. That made me kind of well up a little bit because she was obviously so happy to be there. But yeah, it was a, a week of nans. I think it was a week of the family. I think as well, one of my favourites of the night was Catherine Tildesley and Johannes with the Charleston Simple yes. Ladies. It was incredible. What did you make of it? Fantastic. And also Johannes is... Fast becoming one of my favourite professionals. I know. He's just fantastic. Um, and I think together they're great. Yeah, they're fantastic in the sense that they're just, they really obviously get on and it's mm-hmm. clear that they get on and it's so nice to see that. And I think, again, Catherine's really come into her own after a kind of like a sticky few weeks. She's now, she was got 30 for that dance. And I think Johannes like to see him come into his own as a professional and to see him kind of like guide someone along the way he's so likeable if you, yes. if you look on twitter when he's on he always trends like consistently trends um whenever he's on because he's just funny and people love him like me and emma are obsessed with him which i know is really sad but he yeah he's great like is it kind of do you think it's a shame we haven't seen more of him before i suppose so but um at least we're seeing him now and yeah. and i don't know if that was his choreography or not but the the um, dance to single ladies was just great. Um, I thought that was all good. And the hair and makeup and costumes this this week were mm. also fantastic, I thought. Yeah, I mean, they all just looked amazing. And I, I think my favourite of the night in terms of looks was Michelle Visage. I think she looked Ooh, fantastic. Yes. She looked amazing. I felt so sorry for her when she headbutted Giovanni. I was like, oh, bless. Because you know, I can imagine like you're so tense and that happens. What did you make of it? Um, yeah, uh, I think she's, I mean, she's managed to laugh it off. Someone tweeted her, um, how's your head? And she responded, not handy complaints so far. So um, <laughs> I think she is, she's she's over it. But yeah. yeah, good performance, I thought. Who are you excited to see next week on Shirley? Ooh, I want to see if, um, I want to see if Mike and David can keep up their, mm-hmm. their massive improvements. Mm. Um, and more from Karim and Kelvin, I think. Do you think someone like Mike could take on a rumba? Because I'm trying to see how that would work. I mean, there are different ways to interpret the rumba, I guess. Mm. I think it would be very hard to just straight face sexy one, but you, you never know. I mean... I kind of want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be nice to see. I th- I think with Mike and Catcher, Catcher is fantastic at getting people to do jokey routines. Mm. And she she's an expert at that. Like, Queen of the joke routine. She's fun. And they're great. She's fantastic to like in doing that and getting them to come out of themselves. So it's really, really interesting. Did to Ed s- Balls ever do a rumba? 
God. I can't remember. He, he was in the competition quite late, so yeah. I'm imagining so. Maybe I've blocked it from my mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it'd be, it'd be nice to see them tackle something quite serious because mm-hmm. she is a fantastic dancer. She danced with Kevin um, to, I think it was Keith Urban on, on Sunday night. So, And it's, it was nice to see her do a more serious routine like that. So to see her with Mike doing something quite straight-faced and straight-laced would be quite interesting, I think. Whether yeah. it'd be good we'll remains to be seen. <laughs> But it would be interesting to see that. I'm also really excited to see Chris Ramsey kind of again with Karen. I was surprised that they actually weren't in the bottom two because they were 11th and they were kind of towards the bottom end of the league. He made improvements. He's getting better. He is getting better. You can see it. Like from week one, there were some kicks and flips in that. Yeah, in that drive. he's really kind of coming into himself a little bit, but he's still kind of lagging behind some of the other dancers. But they're like definitely one of my favourites because I just love Karen so much. Like yeah. I, I feel like they've got um, real kind of energy together, Karen yeah. and Chris. They obviously get along really well and you can see mm. that. Is there anyone else you're looking forward to? Um, I mean, I'll be interested to see uh, Emma and Anton again. Mm. Um and more of Catherine and Johannes, but uh, yeah, it's all it's all looked all to look forward to, and um, I'm looking forward to when we have slightly fewer couples, yeah, so that we can get to know them a bit better. And yeah, I haven't even quite decided who I'm rooting for yet. I mean, it's a tough one this year because it's it really seems it's all to play for. I mean, mm. it's week four, and we lost one of our front runners really mm. so it's, it just it makes it all the more important that we vote really but like you said it's hard to pick someone to like back at the minute apart from kelvin really <laughs> but yeah <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell a big thank you to eleanor bly griffiths for joining me this week we're we'll back for more gossip here at strictly between us don't forget to subscribe to get more of our dulcet tone straight to your podcast app every monday thanks for listening 